0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B O O M. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name's Sam Ekstrom. Episode number 222. Wow, the time's flowing by. Sage and I were two ships in the night with our schedules this morning and could not coordinate a joint show. So I just wanted to touch base and discuss a couple talkers that have come out in the last couple days. But before I do that, public service announcement actually more like a shameless plug from yours truly you hear me talk a lot about zone coverage on this show and I think we provide a lot of good services with writing and podcasting but I think what we're working on now is one of our coolest endeavors yet broadcast boot camp taking place August 3rd and 4th at the University of St. Thomas if you are interested in broadcasting whether you are a student who is pursuing it as a career, whether you are a young professional who has an interest in it, if it's just something that fascinates you, for an unbelievable value, you can come here from Dave Benz, T-Wolves TV voice, Alan Horton, Timberwolves radio announcer, Mike Grimm, Gophers football and basketball, Jim Erickson, voice of the high school hockey tournament. Leah B. Olson, college basketball analyst, learn how to broadcast from the best in the biz. You're probably asking, what's the price? Let me preface it by saying that a a two-day camp in other locations might run you over $1,000, but not here, $299 for two days, each day about seven hours of education, group activities, a chance for professional feedback, if you or someone you know is interested in the broadcast boot camp, hit up zonecoverage.com slash boot camp and sign up today. Any questions, just tweet me, at Sam Ekstrom. You can also email lockdownvikings at gmail.com. So Brett Favre is back in the news, and I hate ESPN a little bit because they're so good at clickbait. You see the little video capsule and the, and the headline on it, Brett Favre contemplating return to the NFL. Whoa, really? I mean, I'm sure he could still play a little bit. I've seen videos of the arm. He's still got it. Okay, all right. Sign me up. When's this going to happen? Well, it's not quite what you think. Favre told a radio show the other day that he is not closing the door on being a coach or executive down the road. Once his youngest daughter finishes her athletic career, it sounds like Favre might be looking into a future in the NFL. As you might know, he used to coach high school a couple of years back, and I think the team he coached won a state championship. And the story goes that basically Favre, she's kind of sitting at home, enjoying the early years of retirement, and the local high school calls up and they say, hey, Brett, somebody quit. Do you want to be our offensive coordinator, I think it was coordinator, unless, maybe it was quarterback's coach, they ask him, they but they say, yeah, we're going to need you seven days a week, coming on all the road trips, can't pay you. And Favre goes, wait, so you're saying that I've got to travel to the school every day and watch film with the kids and work on Saturdays and Sundays. I'm not going to get paid. Sounds great, I'll do it. And he did it, and he was great at it and they won a title because of it. I'm not sure it'd be quite as easy to translate that success at the NFL level, but if there's anything about Brett Favre that would make him successful in the coaching ranks, it's his relatability. Every tale about Brett Favre indicates that he was as good at talking to the veterans as he was the rookies. His personality transcended background or race, and he really didn't have any social difficulties in the NFL. He was also a guy that liked to buck authority quite a bit. It'd be curious to see how It'd be curious to see how he would be as the authority figure. And of course still having to work under a head coach on a team. But it definitely strikes me that Favre is a coach and less so executive material. I just don't think Brett Favre is a suit. I think he's got to be out on the field drawing up plays in the dirt with his quarterbacks. Rather than sitting up in a press box eating caviar, he's too hands-on for that. If he were to become a quarterback's coach somewhere, he would automatically become the most interviewed quarterback's coach in the league. Some people have said he'd like to join the Green Bay organization, but I think there's a little a little something-something still stirring between Favre and Rodgers. I'm not sure those wounds have necessarily healed, and maybe as long as Favre stays hidden in retirement that They can heal because there's so much distance between them. But if you brought Favre back into that fold suddenly as an authority figure over Aaron Rodgers, that would never work out. So if it's going to be with the Packers, I think you would have to be in the post-Rodgers era. I also feel like Favre wants to stay in the South. Maybe once Drew Brees hangs it up, he'll be brought into the Saints organization to work with their young new quarterback. Bottom line, I'm rooting for that storyline to come to fruition someday. I hope Favre gets back in football. All right, before I go, I wanted to take a minute and rank the Vikings draft picks, all 11 of them, based upon who I think has the best chance to make the earliest impact. So if you're going to play week one, you're going to be high in the rankings. If you're going to sit on the bench all year, be on the practice squad, you're towards the bottom. So here we go, number one. It's got to be Dalvin Cook. And I don't think Dalvin Cook had the best off season. I don't think he had a bad offseason. But I do know that regardless of who starts at running back, everybody's going to get their shot. So whether McKinnon gets the first series and Murray gets the next series, it'll be Dalvin Cook seeing time week one against New Orleans. Number two, how about a tie for second between Ben Gideon and Elijah Lee. I don't think either play much linebacker this year. I do think both play special teams. There's always enough turnover year to year where special team where rookies need to play special teams. And I think they're both cut out for it. I would actually say Gideon had a slight edge over Lee from what I saw. I think he's a surer tackler and I think they play punt team kickoff team very early in the season. Number four, Pat Elfline. Elfline did not play much starting center in OTAs or minicamp, but he's obviously going to make the roster. And if he doesn't start the season, he might be just one injury away. And he might also be a couple bad games from Nick Easton away, if Easton struggles. I still see Elfline playing at some point in the 2017 season, even if he doesn't start. Number five, Rodney Adams. I've got Adams making the roster at wide receiver. I could see the Vikings easing him in for a few reps early in the season, but with so many wide receivers on a team, there's bound to be injuries here and there, and and I think the odds of Adams being activated before the bye week are decent. He may not get many looks, but I think Adams will play a small amount on offense this year with maybe some special teams gunning mixed in. Number six, Bucky Hodges. This could all blow up in smoke if another tight end comes in and steals the job, maybe Nick Truesdell or Kyle Carter. Hodges, probably the preferred third tight end. The Vikings are known to use some three tight end sets here and there. If they do that, that would include Hodges. I think he needs to technically refine his game a bit more, needs to round out more. But just based on the numbers game, I think there will be a spot for him to get some reps in the season. Number seven, Jaleel Johnson. This is also a numbers game decision. He's toward the bottom of the list because Vikings are deep on defensive line. You know, unless the Vikings cut Shamar Stefan and Johnson steps in to take away some of those reps, there just may not be a whole lot of room for him between Joseph, Other Johnson, Dayton Jones, Brian Robinson. There's a lot of people to manage there. Number eight, Danny Isadora. Isidora's battling for a spot on the team. He got some second team reps in minicamp when a couple guys got hurt with Clemmings going out for a few days. But the Vikings were so hurt on the offensive line last year, and if it happens again, then anybody on that roster or even on the practice squad could be thrown into the mix. So Isidora will have a chance. Number nine, Jack Tocho. Tocho is on the fringe at safety. He might make a pretty good special teams player. The question is whether or not he'll make the team. I think that is questionable. Number 10, Ifade Odenabo. Again, the Vikings are pretty stacked on the defensive line. I haven't been that impressed with Odenabo yet. Might be on the practice squad, but I think that's his ceiling for this year. And finally, Stacy Coley didn't really participate throughout the offseason. The Michael Floyd acquisition didn't help him at all. And I'd be surprised to see him make the team now that Rodney Adams has already become so much more ingrained in what they're doing offensively might be tough for coley to stick around again anything more than the practice squad would be a surprise if you disagree with the ranking at sam ekstrom on twitter go ahead and tweet me thanks for listening it's locked on vikings on the locked on podcast network tune in next week for more fun with sage rosenfels and yours truly List. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Lockdown Wolves daily Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.